You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences through weekly topics, expert interviews, and guided mindfulness meditations. Mindfulness is presence, awareness, It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity. Perhaps most importantly in today's uncertain world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate toward ourselves as well as others. Well... I really enjoyed the feeling of being caught up with work for about a week. Now I'm slammed again, and I know that's just par for the course for many of us. But I liked that feeling of freedom, of not feeling constant pressure. So this time, despite booking 15 workshops in the last two weeks that have to be completed by the end of May, I'm aiming for maintaining that sense of freedom. If all I had to do was present at workshops, it wouldn't be a problem. But each workshop requires coming up with topics, researching, writing, creating activities and handouts, and finding new icebreakers that can be done on Zoom, which after all of this time is getting quite challenging. So I almost slipped into overwhelm, but the blessing of self-awareness is that it catches me. I want to feel relaxed and free, period. Summer's approaching, and I also want to get back into shape. Looking at my calendar, which is booked with back-to-back meetings, workshops, coaching sessions, and more, it's easy to see why I felt a little dismayed. But nope, I will pursue my dream of freedom and relaxation and getting into shape, regardless of my intense workload. I started walking again last week. That may sound a little I don't know, low bar goal, but I'm back to sitting at my desk for 10 to 12 hours a day, and my body is complaining. As I looked at the packed calendar and then looked out the window at foggy dampness and cold, my mind kept saying, you don't have time, or maybe tomorrow. But Monday morning, recognizing I'm just not motivated to go out there at 6 a.m., I had to say to myself, you're going to do it, period. And I did. I've made it out the door seven days in a row now. Again, that may sound like an easy achievement, but it's really not. Our procrastination on doing something we don't want to do is powerful. And if we wait for a motivation to strike, It may never come. Sometimes the motivation comes after we begin. I interviewed the hosts, Zach Tucker and Jeremy Grader of the Fit Mess podcast last week, 
And we talked about this during our conversation. Sometimes we have to create the motivation. Sometimes we have to just start something and the motivation follows. I'm only walking a mile each morning and while I want to increase the distance, I know if I take too much time out of my day, I'll probably give it up because I just don't have that luxury right now. Any change we want to undertake is the same. If we break it down into something small and manageable, we greatly increase our odds of success. If we beat ourselves up for not doing more or better, we greatly decrease our odds of success. So I'm content with a mile a day for now. That's seven more miles a week of walking than all of the weeks of this year so far. I also did something I haven't done in years, which is make a menu for the week. I noticed the lack of green in the fridge the day before I went shopping and realized I'm not eating all that well lately. I'm sure many of you have this same problem. When we're too busy, something has to go. Washing, peeling, and chopping can feel overwhelming at the end of a long day. It's a lot easier to grab fast food or heat something in the microwave. But that's not going to help me get back into shape. By planning my meals in advance, I can do little bits of prep work during any short breaks I take throughout the day. If all of the prep work is done, it's nothing to cook a meal at the end of the day. And for days that are just too tiring, I bought pre-made bagged salads. That doesn't mean I'm going to eat perfectly. It does mean that I'm shifting my mindset towards eating healthier. I had scheduled a day off last week to attend an orchestra rehearsal at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. As a person who normally takes advantage of everything LA has to offer, somehow I've never been and really wanted to visit. Then the workshop marathon entered, and I really felt I didn't have time to go, so considered canceling. But that didn't feel good. Do you know what I mean? You need to make a decision, and while that seems right from a cognitive perspective, feels wrong all through your body? Well, I listened to my body, and I didn't cancel. I took my scheduled day off going to the rehearsal, and even adding going out to a nice restaurant downtown afterward. That felt good. Will this decision create more pressure on me this week? Not necessarily. I'm definitely guilty of self-sacrificing, thinking that if I just put my nose to the grindstone and force my way through, it will be worth it. But the funny thing is, there's always more work, always more deadlines always a perceived lack of time. While I may get the work done with that method, I'm usually exhausted afterwards, and my attitude is definitely not one of joy. So, in pursuit of feeling freedom and relaxation, I can't follow that old pattern. I went to the concert and had a lovely lunch afterwards, and it gave my brain a much-needed reset. Being calm and centered increases productivity. Accepting that I have a lot on my plate without resisting the work increases productivity. I worked diligently the day after and then made a commitment to myself that I was also not going to work all through the weekend. 
I worked in the early morning hours and then turned off my computer. I was rewarded with a clearing of the skies, beautiful sunshine, and warm temperatures. Almost everyone I coach is stressed out. They're struggling to get everything done. They're feeling pressured. About half are considering leaving their jobs, and they clearly aren't happy. Yet they keep repeating the same patterns and hoping for a different outcome. I think we all do this to some degree because we operate habitually about half the time. We don't stop to think, wait, does this make sense? Why am I doing this? It can really be that simple. My shift last week was about more than self-care. It was about sustainability. It's about feeling engaged with my work. And it's about efficiency. If I'm well and relaxed, I can do twice the amount of work I can accomplish when tired and stressed. Perhaps more importantly, it's about paying attention to my needs and desires in balance with my clients' requests. Of course, I want to work hard and I want to deliver high-quality work. But I know from past experience that working myself down to a nub is not the way to do it. Based on all of my clients' state of stress, it's no wonder so many people are unhappy at work, silently protesting through slacking off and job hopping without much thought, not to mention all of the negative health impacts. Every day, at least one client is sick or exhausted, dragging themselves through their workday. That just doesn't sound rewarding. When we keep in mind that a life out of balance is not mindful, not healthy, and negatively impacts others, it makes sense to consider some changes. Although we can't meet all of our needs all of the time, we can address the most important needs to ensure our health and well-being. The rest can be met as workloads ebb and flow, or on the weekends or holidays, but feeling good each day about our work and ourselves has to be a top priority. That leads to motivation, to enjoyment, and to higher quality work production. Of course, it also leads to improved health. Mindfulness enhances our focus, but also includes non-judgment and acceptance. When we're overwhelmed, our minds pretty much bounce all over the place. How can I get all of this done? What should I work on first? This is so unfair. It's miserable to feel this much pressure. What if I fail? And on and on. But when we shift our mindset to non-judgment and acceptance, we realize that a lot of the stress we're experiencing is self-induced. When I stop resisting the amount of work I have and stop judging it as stressful or even scary, most of the stress dissipates. If being overloaded with work sounds familiar to you, consider what it would feel like to simply accept it. I have a giant stack of work with deadlines coming up. That's simply a fact, and if I just accept that fact without judgment, I'm freeing myself from the negative effects of stress. It doesn't have to be stressful. I can sort the stack by priorities and stay in the present moment. I can change my calendar view 
to today. There's no need to worry about tomorrow. That's just wasting precious brain power that I need today. I focus on the process in front of me in this moment instead of the outcome weeks from now. I don't have to skip meals or my walk. My brain and body actually need nutrition and exercise more than ever to support me over the next few weeks. My morning walks are not only good for my body, but clear my head before I settle down to work. Each day that I walk, I also feel good about myself because I'm caring for me instead of putting myself last. That builds more motivation. And again, I'm not perfect, so some days I may have to cut the walk shorter or eat something more comforting than healthy, but that's okay as long as I keep at it with self-compassion. It's important to remember that we always have a choice about being mindful, about practicing self-care, and about aiming to balance out work lives with our personal ones. It's easy to slide to one extreme over the other. I know. Like many of you, I've struggled with this since the pandemic began. And because we were restricted for so long, some of the behaviors I started three years ago had plenty of time to become habits. During that first year especially, there wasn't anything else to do anyway. So why not work? At least it gave my life some structure and purpose during an extended period of limbo. But that now habit is a mindless act unless I consciously recognize what I'm doing and take steps to change it. So as I consider my situation right now, I can clearly see the pattern that has emerged over the past few years. Work surge has equaled hunkering down too much, gritting my teeth to get through. And then there's a reprieve, whether a week or sometimes even a month, where I try to repair the damage done during the hunkering down period and catch up on my personal life. And then another surge, and the cycle starts all over again. That means that I'm allowing external events to dictate my actions to an unhealthy degree. The solution is pretty simple, right? Just stop it. But once something becomes a habit, it's written in the brain, and you can't erase it. Fortunately, you can overlay the automatic instructions with something new. But it's important to be conscious of the fact that the original habit is still hanging around in our gray matter. This is why it's so easy to return to negative habits like smoking, drinking, or drugs. It requires a certain level of diligence to notice that the old habit is resurfacing and to take steps to reinforce the new instructions repeatedly until they become stronger than the underlying older habit. If I wake up earlier than normal, which is happening more often lately, my instinct is to go straight to my computer and get started. But I don't. I meditate, make coffee, take my walk, turn on the TV, and search for something I'd enjoy for a little while. Unless, of course, there's something on my mind. That happened last night. I woke up at 1 a.m. and quickly realized that I wasn't going to be able to go back to sleep. I observed my thoughts for a minute or so and recognized that although I wasn't consciously worried about anything when I went to bed, 
my brain was on high alert that I had not finished reading a book written by someone I am interviewing later today. Two important factors here. First, I accepted that my mind was not going to allow me to return to slumber, so I got up. Second, I didn't beat myself up over the fact that I didn't get enough sleep, which as many of you know is a very high priority for me. I simply accepted that the situation was what it was. I finished reading the book and then began my morning routine. Now I could have tossed and turned, gotten aggravated, followed by grouchy. Well, you've probably had at least one of those nights. But all any of that does is increase stress. Again, self-induced. By accepting that I was up in the middle of the night and that it was my brain doing its job, protecting me from not being fully prepared for the interview, I decided to be grateful for the nudge and just went with it. Finally, the last piece of managing all of this is to establish boundaries. I've already received a request this morning for another workshop from a client I really like and who I've been working with for over 10 years. I had to reply that unless it's in June or later, I can't do it. I can't add one more thing to my plate before that. And while I hope June works, if not, I'll have to let it go. I also had an offer for an advertising spot on the show, but that requires me to use the product or service. Again, not one more thing, so I have to decline. I schedule everything, by the way. If it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. And while I'm not always rigid about it, I am when there's too much work and then I abide by my own scheduling boundaries. If life is feeling too pressured lately, take just a few minutes to assess what's occurring. How much of the pressure is being generated by you? What are your real commitments where there's not a choice versus not saying no when you need to? Are you taking care of yourself in the midst of the pressure or thinking you'll take care of yourself later? And the biggest question of all, what do you need to feel a sense of freedom and relaxation even while busy? It may sound counterintuitive, but sometimes the busier we are, the more we need to slow down. Mindfulness is the mechanism that can help us do that while increasing our productivity so that we can still find the space in between to relax, take care of ourselves, and enjoy a sense of freedom. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like the Daily Meditation Podcast, Everything Everywhere, and Movie Therapy. 
we deeply appreciate your support at patreon.com, A Mindful Moment. Our podcast is now available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow us there and on Instagram at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and book recommendations. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee and or Melissa Sims. The Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Meteorite Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. <laughs>